0: Is our Lord, and great is His power. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. The reading is from the Acts of the Apostles. Let us be In those days, many signs and wonders were done among the people by the hands of the apostles, and they were all together in Solomon's portico. None of them, amen, amen, none amen. of the rest dared join them, the but the man, people held them in high honor.
1: And more than
0: ever, amen. believers were added to the Lord. <clears throat> Multitudes both of men and women, so that they even carried out the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and pallets, that as Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on some of them. The people also gathered from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those afflicted with unclean spirits, and they were all healed. But the high priest rose up, and all who were with him, that is, the party of the Sadducees, and filled with jealousy they arrested the apostles and put them in the common prison. But at night an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors, and brought them out and said, Go and stand in the temple and speak to all the people the words of this life. Peace
2: be with you, the reader. Arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all.
1: The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to Saint John. Let us be attentive. Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and place my finger in the mark of the nails and place my hand in his side, I will not believe. Eight days later his disciples were again in the house And Thomas was with them, the doors were shut. But Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not be faithless, but believing. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God and that believing you may have life in his
2: name. Peace be with you who proclaim the gospel. Christ is risen. There is an ancient pre Christian legend about the pelican that goes as follows. The pelican sets its nest in very high and hard to reach places. When it goes in search of food for its young chicks, predators seek to invade the unprotected dwelling place and, of course, to devour the young. Now, sometimes venomous snakes <clears throat> find their way to the hapless chicks and sink their poisonous fangs into the unsuspecting younglings. When the parent returns, it finds its offspring in an almost paralyzed state, quite dying. But then it does something rather amazing, according to the legend the pelican takes its own sword like beak and starts to drive the sharp tip into its very own side until blood begins to come forth it then gives its own blood to the half dead chicks and the blood serves as an antidote to the snake's venom by partaking of their parent's blood the offspring are revived and come to life again. Now, this legend has inspired our own poets to write the following hymn, one of the hundreds of lamentation hymns written for the Holy Friday night service. Like a pelican, being wounded in your side, O oh Word, you granted life to your dying children by transfusing your own life-giving blood to them." You see, brothers and sisters, the legend of the pelican is quite an amazing icon of what our Lord has done for us. The connection is strikingly clear. Like the young chicks bitten by venomous snakes, humanity has been wounded by the devil's poison of sin and found itself anesthetized and dying. And like the pelican that wounds itself in the side for its offspring and feeds them its blood to save them, so our Lord was pierced in his precious side with a lance in order for his life-giving blood to pour forth healing and salvation on his dying children. Another hymn from this coming week speaks to this. The cross was fixed in Calvary and blossomed forth immortality for us from the ever-flowing fountain that is the side of the Savior. In the Gospel reading today, the side of Christ is Quite featured and something mystical to be contemplated. On the day of his resurrection, as we heard, when Jesus appeared to his disciples in the room behind those locked doors, the reading tells us he showed them his side. Thomas was absent, and when he heard of what had happened, he said, Unless I place my hand in his side, I will not believe. And then eight days later, on the following Sunday, when the risen Jesus appears again to the disciples, he speaks directly to Thomas and says, Put out your hand and place it in my side. Even the festal icon for today's celebration portrays Thomas reaching out and touching, probing the Lord's exposed and wounded side. Why is so much attention drawn to the side of Christ? Well, for one thing, together with the marks of the nails in his hands and his feet, the disciples, including Thomas the second time around, we're assured that this was the very same Jesus that was crucified on the cross and stabbed in his side. We are assured that the crucified one is the very same as the risen one and is not bound by death. No, it is by his death that he has destroyed death, It is by his own wounds that he has healed our own wounds so that he can return to us risen from the dead. Moreover, at the second coming, there will be no mistake that it is Jesus that is the one seated on the divine and royal throne of judgment exactly because we shall see his blessed wounds, the marks of the nails, and his pierced side. As the apocalypse tells us, behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, every one who pierced him. But there is much more to be learned from the blessed side of Christ, turning just up to the previous chapter of the Gospel of John in 1934, when Christ is suspended on the cross and has already voluntarily, by his own free will, given up his spirit. St. John the Evangelist points out, one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once there came out blood and water. Why is this detail given to us? What mysteries are to be learned? The church fathers have always been and very clear saying that the water and the blood issuing from the side of Christ are the two great sacraments through which we become one with Christ. St. John Chrysostom illuminates this text for us. He says, I said that there was a symbol of baptism and the Eucharist in that blood and in that water. It is from both of these that the church is sprung through the bath of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, through baptism and the Eucharist. But the symbols of baptism and communion come from the very side of Christ, it is from his side, therefore, that Christ formed his church, just as he formed Eve from the side of Adam. What St. John Chrysostom is revealing to us is that just as when Adam was in a deep sleep and God took one of his ribs from his side and fashioned Eve, whose name means life, So now do we see the second Adam, Jesus Christ, sleeping the sleep of death on the cross. And from his side is born the church through the life-giving sacraments of baptism and holy communion. It is we then, each one of us, as members of the church who receive rebirth and life from the side of Christ, born again through the water of baptism and constantly reborn and nourished and sustained in the eternal life of God through his precious blood. Let us remember these two commandments of Christ. From John chapter 3, he says, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water, And the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And two, from John chapter 6, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. Meditating on these mysteries, brothers and sisters in Christ, let us give great thanks to our God for the holy and life-giving sacraments that unite us to Christ. Let us adore the most precious wounds of our Lord, especially the mystical and life-giving side of our sweet Jesus Christ, pierced for our salvation. One of today's hymns, sings about this. Thomas examined your life-giving side with his probing right hand, O Christ our God. As you entered through the doors that were closed, he cried out to you with the other apostles, You are my Lord and my God. With Thomas, we too cry out to Christ, You are my Lord and my God. Christ is risen at this time.